It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Hashem. 
It's been so plain for all to see. Open your eyes, you'll realize Masecha Hashem. Now wake up, Yisrael. Look around and you'll see. This vast eternal plan, it's for us, can't you see? And though we feel this pain, that special day is almost here. You are a Jew, it's all for you. Masecha Bench, 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 all the 
Think back. 
רוצה שלום במרומיו, הוא יעשה שלום עלינו. עושה שלום במרומיו, הוא יעשה שלום עלינו. עושה שלום J.M. in the A.M. Revala Sheva with uh, Oseh Shalom here on a Monday morning broadcast. Ah, what did we have before that? We had the um, Ivdu selection from Shlomi Kaufman. Eighth day with A Better Me. We did have a uh, request on the app for eighth day, so that takes care of that. We like fulfilling requests, especially when they're good and reasonable. Uh, Mordechai Shapiro's Hashem Melech, Bench, Bench by Avramel, Mayor Sherman, Masecha Hashem, our Monday morning theme song, and of course, Regesh 
Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Monday, Mazel Tov, Baruch Jungreis. Baruch Jungreis's uh, bar mitzvah celebration was last night. I know that his parents very often are tuned in to um, bonus JM and then JM in the AM, so I want to make sure to wish a very special Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. That goes to the extended Blaustein and Jungreis families. Uh, Monday morning on this 13th of November, the 24th day in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5778, Tavshinai and Ches. 45 degrees, 68% humidity, winds in northeast at 7 miles an hour. Morning rain with a high of 47. Then tonight, clear skies, a low 38. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high temperature, 50 degrees. Right now, we're at 74 in Yerushalayim, 45 here in New York City as we say good morning. At JM in the AM. By the way, as we wake up early on a Monday morning, keep in mind, if you are using the JM in the AM app, that app is going to be obsolete very soon. You want to make sure to switch over and utilize on a daily basis the Nahum Siegel Network app. Go to your uh, go to your store on your phone, Android or iPhone. Search the words Nahum Siegel. The first thing that will come up is Nahum Siegel Network. Install the app, and you are all set. How do you like that? Yeah, you're all set. You're all ready. Um, so keep that in mind, please. Stop using the JMNAM app and get on over to the Nahum Siegel Network app. If you want to sponsor part or all of a JMNAM broadcast, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. That's Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org, and we thank you. Help keep us going, as we always say. Help keep us going. A couple of interesting guests this morning here at JM in the AM. Uh, later on, Shariel Gon of uh, Karen Kayemet, the Israel, is going to join us. Nevesh Benefesh and Karen Kayemet has announced their Go Beyond initiative to develop Israel's north, south, and Jerusalem through Aliyah even further than they've been doing. We'll explore that coming up. And Nitzana Darshan Leitner. Nitzana Darshan Leitner, who is uh, president of Shurat Hadin, an Israeli law center based in Tel Aviv, who has represented hundreds of terror victims in lawsuits worldwide. She is the co-author of a book entitled Harpoon, Inside the Covert War Against Terrorism's Money Masters. She'll join us coming up 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JMNAM. She'll be very very interesting. It is a Monday. Plenty more happening. Thanks for joining us. I'm glad you chose us to accompany you back to school and back to work on this early Monday morning at JM in the AM. You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, shalom and howdy. Hi there, boys and girls and mamas and papas and everybody. It's Uncle Abe here, along with Uncle Ben Sion, Uncle Gedalia, Uncle Ruby, Uncle Menachem, and Uncle Eitan in the booth. And we're going to teach you a brand new song right now, something that's really going to be a machaya. So now you get ready, get your feet moving, pot your hand off, and here we go. Es Hashem, Es Hashem, Sashem, Hamavoro, Borahu, Sashem, Sashem, Hamavoro, 
כל אדם מחפש מקומות ונופים חדשים בעולם. הוא חוצה יבשות וימים במסע של הנפש לשם. על כנפי מחוזות הדמיון הוא מפסיק בספינה אל הים, אך בסוף זה הלב, הלב שמוביל, מוביל אותנו לשם. כל הדרכים משפילים, מקדישים, משתתים, מובילים לירושלים. כל התפילות, הטמעות, בקשות, מחשבות.
in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com on the NachumSingle Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wrapping up the hour with some Kaliner that's called Bunim. Before that Avremel, Avram Freed by request from our app Yushalayim Shabalev. Mordechai Shapiro's Machar. You heard Derek Achim with Gam Ki Eilech. Esau was the Barry Weber. And Es Hashem done by Diaspora to open up that set. You're listening to JM in the AM in the background. We've Oh, do we have it in the background? Do we have Gali Tzal in the background? I don't know what's going on here. There we go. Gali Tzal is in fact in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Tomorrow, our Yeshiva League sports update at 720 with Elliot Weiselberg. Tell everybody you know in the world of Yeshiva League sports to be tuned in, of course. It's a Monday at JM in the AM, which means the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten at 9 o'clock. Sports after further review with Yoni Pollock at 10 a.m. How do you like that? Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to JM in the AM. שוב מקרה ירי בהקדח אוויר על מורה. שלושה תלמידים, תושבי אשדוד, תקפו מורה והביאו לפציעתו. כתבנו רמי שני. 
משטרת אשדוד מחפשת אחר שלושה נערים החשודים במעורבות בירי מאקדח אוויר לעבר מורה, סמוך למוסד חינוכי בעיר. השלושה פגשו אותו בעת שרכבו על אופניהם, אחד מהם ירה לעברו מאקדח שהחזיק ברשותו ופצע אותו קלות, השלושה נמלטו, והחיפושים אחריהם נמשכים. יצוין כי זהו אירוע שני בתוך כשבועיים שבו נפגע עובד חינוך בנסיבות דומות, באילת נפגעה קלות גם כן מורה, הנערים שביצעו זאת הועמדו לדין. 14 חודשי מאסר בפועל נגזרו על מטפלת שתקפה קשישה בתל אביב. כתבתנו פי גוטמן. הרב אברהם יוסף, שהורשע בשתי עבירות הפרת אמונים, קידם את מערכת הכשרות בד"ץ בית יוסף הנמצאת בבעלות משפטית. זה לא הדיווח שרצינו לשמוע, אנחנו נעבור לידיעה הבאה. רעידת האדמה בגבול איראן-עיראק. מספר ההרוגים באסון עלה ל-340 בני אדם ועוד כ-6,000 פצועים, כך על פי ערוץ הטלוויזיה הממלכתי של איראן. כתבתנו יערה גם איחורי מציינת כי נשיא איראן, הסאן רוהני, יגיע לאזור מוכה האסון רק מחר, יותר מיממה לאחר הרעש. בית המשפט המחוזי בתל אביב דחה את בקשת העיתונאי יגאל סרנה לדיון מורחב בערעורו על גזר הדין בתביעת הדיבה של הזוג נתניהו נגדו. סרנה, שחויב בעבר בתשלום פיצויים לזוג בסך 115,000 שקלים, ביקש ששלושה שופטים ידונו בתיקו, אך סורב על ידי בית המשפט שקבע כי שופט אחד ינהל את הדיון. מעל 1,500 בני אדם נפצעו בתאונות אופניים חשמליים בשנה שעברה. כך עולה מנתונים שמפרסמת הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה לקראת יום הבטיחות בדרכים. כתבנו לענייני תחבורה, גל חן. ושישה בני אדם נפגעו בתאונות אופניים חשמליים בשנה שעברה. תשעה מתוכם נהרגו ו-46 נפצעו קשה. עוד מפרסמת הלשכה שמבין הולכי הרגל שנפגעו בעת חציית כביש, כ-81 אחוזים נפגעו במעבר חצייה. בנוסף נחשף שחלקם של הנהגים הצעירים בכלל התאונות נושק ל-20 אחוזים, בעוד הם מהווים 13 אחוזים מהנהגים על הכביש. תנועת התעוררות הודיעה על פרישה מהקואליציה במועצת ירושלים, כך שכעת המועצה תכלול רק את הסיעות הדתיות והחרדיות. במסידבת עיתונאים שכינס יושב ראש התנועה, עופר ברקוביץ', הודיע כי יתמודד על ראשות העיר. לראשונה מאז הקמתה, התעוררות תציב מועמד לראשות העיר, בענווה ונחישות, עם הרבה קבלות ועם המון המון שותפים, אני אתמודד להוביל את העיר ירושלים. מטעם גורמים בעירייה נמסר בתגובה, זוהי שירת הברבור של תנועה שהפכה מהתעוררות להתפוררות ומנסה לאסוף את שבריה, לשון התגובה. תחזית מזג האוויר, חם ויבש יחסית לעונה ברוב חלקי הארץ, ממחר ירידה ניכרת, אך יישאר חם מהרגיל, בעיקר בהרים ובמישור החוף. אלה החדשות שעורך מרון ששון.
In the AM, a selection entitled Avaraba done by, or if do rather, from the Avaraba album done by Tsali Gold here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, Yerachmiel begun Miami Boys Choir with Ut Ut. 13 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. Don't forget tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, for the best dressed hot dog contest presented by AH, Abels and Hyman at Kosher Fest, booth number 609. Presents the first ever Best Dressed Hot Dog Contest. We'll be there starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook Live with the contestants, with the judges, with Seth Levitt from A&H, with some interesting people, no doubt. 
And, of course, with the competition. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Uh, so we'll have that competition for you tomorrow. We'll see who can dress up a hot dog the best, according to the judges. I have no idea how to dress up a hot dog, but apparently the people who are enlisted as contestants, they do. So I'm told. Big shout-out to our friends at Bedford-on-Park. You know what they uh, want to remind everybody about? It's the year-end parties, the corporate celebrations. You have clients. You have uh, business associates. You have um, colleagues that you want to uh, entertain toward the end of the year. Bedford-on-Park, 61 East 34th Street, northwest corner of 34th and Park. That's where you want to go. Chef Alex prepares the most amazing and delicious menu. They can accommodate up to 150 people. By the way, they're open Saturday night. By the way, they're open Thanksgiving night. Get your reservations in now. Bedfordkitchen.com. Bedfordkitchen.com. Again, Bedford on Park. They're located at the 61 East 34th Street. They will cater your holiday party, and they'll do it really, really well. Check them out today and get those reservations in. You'll want to make sure to do that. JM and the AM, we've got uh, plenty more coming up, including this from Micha Gammerman.
J.M. in the A.M. That's Michal Przanski with Mitzvah off of the, there we go, off of the album entitled Shootin' for the Moon. Uh, New York Boys Choir had S. Etta. You heard Micha Garriman uh, with Marabu. That's the uh, brand new single here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, good morning. It is a uh, Monday. We're heading back to school. We're heading back to work. And we're doing it all with the J.M. in the A.M., I'm proud to say, here at the Nahum Siegel Network. If you'd like to, um, what is going on here? Oh, no. <laughs> Looks like our computer has just frozen, which happens, unfortunately, way too often. Why? I don't know, but it's not a good feeling. Um, all right, so we are going to, uh, 
We're going to give a, a morning off to Rabbi Goldwasser and apologize to him from all of us here at JM in the AM. Amram Adar is next on a Monday at JM in the AM. אני עוצר עכשיו לחשוב כמה פעמים אמרתי תודה בחסדך אתה ליבית אותי גם כשהכל היה חשוך ונורא לא התייאשתי וידעתי שיש לי תמיד על מי לסמוך והתפללתי, האמנתי שגם אם אצולות אותי תמשוך. אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו בעולם כולו. אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו בעולם כולו. אין עוד מלבדו. Thank you. 
שוב, יש תנועה בדרך אל העבודה, אתה צולח אחר אל הפגישה, ואולי מרגיש שכל יום כמו מרוץ גם, גם אם אתה קצת מתוסכל, ונראה לך שזהו המזל, תחבשם ותאמין בו. דספסיטו, קח את החיים שלך ודספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, וכל הכבה זה טוב רק תאמין בו. דספסיטו, קח את החיים שלך ודספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, וכל הכבה זה טוב שלא יבוא קרידו, וכל הכבה זה טוב הטעמים בו. דספסיטו, קח את החיים שלך ודספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, וכל הכבה זה טוב הטעמים בו. ואז פתאום תראה שלב עוד מלחצים אפשר ללמוד, הכל יהיה פשוט מאוד, אחרת איך אפשר לשרוד את החיים שלך, תתחיל לקחת בקלות. מה זה כסף? אך בלי יושר אין לו משמעות. עצור לחשוב לפני שתאחר את הרכבת. הילדים גודלים ומה נשאר רק המזכרת. תגיד להם איזו מילה טובה ותחבק. יש רגעים שבשבילם תתנתק. ניסית, ניסית, מה שלא עשית. את הכל רצית, בנית, בנית. ומה שלא ראית, איך שהזמן עובר כאן ולא יחזור שוב לאחור לחייך. אם אתה מרגיש שאתה כל הזמן רוצה... להספיק הכל פשוט תזכור דספסיטו את החיים שלך ודספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו וכל הכבה זה טוב הטעמים בו דספסיטו את החיים שלך ודספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו וכל הכבה זה טוב הטעמים בו דספסיטו Amram Adar, first with Einod Milvado, and then that uh, very um, interesting cover, to say the least, here on AJM in the AM Monday morning broadcast. 25 minutes before 8 o'clock. Good morning, all. <clears throat> Heading back to school and back to work with AJM in the AM broadcast. Want to wish a mazel tov to Baruch Jungreis, whose uh, bar mitzvah was last night, the big bar mitzvah celebration. Mazel tov, Baruch, to you from all of us here at JM in the AM. It was a uh, a real honor to um, participate last night in Baruch's big celebration and to um, Malki and Yona and the entire family, the Blaustein and the Jungreis families. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. It was really great. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here on a Monday morning, JM in the AM.
There we go. JM in the AM, Mordechai Shapiro, Lacha Hashem Hagedula, here at JM in the AM. That's from his uh, most recent album entitled Machar. Best place for brand new Jewish music right here. Every single weekday morning and all through the day, of course, at the Nahum Siegel Network. Speaking of network, coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, right after JM in the AM, Mayor Weingarten is going to be uh, presenting the next edition of the Israel Show. Highlights of the British Prime Minister Theresa May's speech at the official Balfour 100 celebration, plus a great mix featuring brand new and nostalgic Israeli music. All coming up between 9 and 10 this morning. If you haven't liked the Facebook page or followed a Facebook page, follow it today. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Again, that's Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Make sure to follow it and um, be up to date on everything that's going on. 
Want to wish a mazel tov to A.J. Fuchs and his Kala Ora Goy Kadosh. Their wedding is tonight. Talisa and the entire family, we say mazel tov. A.J. Fuchs and Ora Goy Kadosh, their marriage is tonight. Their big wedding celebration is tonight. We say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. I heard the NCSY gala was amazing last night. I was, of course, at the uh, Jungreis Bar Mitzvah. But I do wish a mazel tov to all the honorees. Serena and Ryan Benovitz, Sharona and Jeffrey Weinberg, SD and Benjamin Kamenetsky, Julia and Joe Macy with the Ben Zakai Memorial Tribute. This all happened last night for NCSY at their annual gala. And we say mazal tov from all of us here at um, JM in the AM. Yes, we were well represented there, that's for sure. At the NCSY gathering. Uh, don't forget the A&H, Abel's and Hyman Best Dressed Kosher Hot Dog Contest is tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time, is when we'll start our uh, Facebook Live presentation and uh, see who, in fact, can dress the best hot dog or dress a hot dog in the best fashion. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> I'm sure the judges are going to be just as tough as I sound, for sure. Uh, that's all. That's all happening tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, you'll see it all on Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Sandy Schmoyley, brand new. He's next at JM in the AM. Al-Hakol 
לברך את החתן ואת הכלה, את החתן ואת הכלה, הוא יברך את החתן ואת הכלה, את החתן ואת הכלה. הוא יברך את החתן ואת הכלה, את החתן ואת הכלה. הוא יברך את החתן ואת הכלה, את החתן ואת הכלה.
אנחנו מודיעים בצער רב על פטירתו של מרן הראשון לציון, מועצת חכמי התורה, הגאון הרב חיים עובדיה יוסף. Thank 
J.M. in the A.M. with Eitan Katz, excuse me, with uh, Yaakov Shweki, Baran Shali. Before that, Eitan Katz with Ani Lidodi. Sandy Shmueli with Mia Deer in there. Monday morning, heading back to school and back to work as we continue to escort you to either one or both. <laughs> or maybe some other place, wherever you're going. J.M. in the A.M. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. J.M. in the A.M. on this um, Monday morning at 8 a.m. Next live edition of The Israel Show, Mayor Weingarten, one hour from now with highlights of British Prime Minister Theresa May's speech at the official Balfour 100 celebration. Plus a great mix featuring brand new and nostalgic Israeli music. It's all coming at you starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time right after JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. Yoni Pollock with After Further Review. Our great sports show happens at 10 a.m. Eastern time for one hour. And of course, tomorrow at 2 p.m., Abels and Hyman with the big best dressed kosher hot dog championship or contest happening at Kosher Fest. We'll be there live with all the... Uh, Action, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Facebook Live, slash Nahum Siegel Network. Plenty more coming up. Here's David Gabe. Shimcho Elio, Toy, 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 Toy
J.M. in the A.M. Malani done by Benny Friedman. Nachas before that with Asimcha. Adarabo was Levi Cohen. Svi Silberstein in there with Vahair. David Gabe and Tovla Hodos both off Shire Pinchas volume number two. Monday morning, 45 degrees. Morning rain and a high temperature of 47. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget Bedford on Park. Bedford on Park serves a great lunch, a great dinner, and they want to host your corporate party. They have space up to, for up to 150 people in their beautiful restaurant. Wonderful party room for your Sheva Brachos or smaller Hanukkah celebration, whatever the case may be. Go to bedfordkitchen.com. Check out their lamb bacon, their Bedford burger, their incredible steaks with that delicious uh, exclusive rub created by Chef Alex. Um, great desserts, wonderful side dish. They've got it all. Lunch, dinner, parties, Sheva Brachos, etc. Now they want to host your big celebration your end-of-year corporate celebration for your staff, your colleagues, your volunteers, your clients, etc. Bedfordkitchen.com. They're at the corner of uh, the northwest corner of 34th Street and Park Avenue in New York City. Great location. Check them out today. want to mention that tonight, tonight is the um, reunion, the 60th reunion for the Pioneer Country Club. Those that worked with the Gartenberg and Schechter families at the Pioneer Country Club, there is a reunion tonight, and you are invited. You are invited to take part if you worked at the Pioneer Country Club. It's a 60-year reunion happening at 7 p.m. this evening at Prime Bistro in Woodmere, New York. Uh, information, speak with Ronnie at 917-439-2405. That's 917-439-2405. They also have a... Uh, a presence on Facebook for the 60th reunion of um, the Pioneer Country Club. So that's tonight out in Woodmere, 917-439-2405. Derech Achim next at JM in the AM.
איתי לילדותך. הפשטות והתום, זיכרונות שאיתך, הולכים לכל מקום. Shame in the AM, we'll get back to Avramo. We'll get back to Avram Freed. Monday morning broadcast here on a November the 13th, the 24th of Mar Cheshvan. And um, with us via telephone is Nitsana Darshan Leitner. Nitsana Darshan Leitner and Samuel Katz are um, co authors of a brand new book entitled Harpoon Inside the Covert War. against terrorism's money masters. Nitsana Darshan Leitner is an Israeli activist and civil rights attorney. As the president of Shurat Hadin, an Israeli law center based in Tel Aviv, she has represented hundreds of terror victims in lawsuits worldwide. It is an amazing book. It's called Harpoon. Nitsana Darshan Leitner, Boker Tov, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Nachum. A pleasure to have you. It's so riveting and so incredible. And in many ways, a lot of things I read are hard to believe. It is, it is just an amazing book. And before I ask you about you know, the actual writing of the book, and frankly, it, it would seem to someone like me, a simple guy like me, that not everybody would be thrilled that all these details are written. But we'll talk about that in a moment. There are so many different points to this book. I was always under the impression That if there's one thing that worldwide terror efforts do not need, it's major funding. I mean, you would think that the bulk of terrorism, frankly, and terror infrastructure is volunteerism. How wrong I was. Why is it that I've had this impression and that many have thought that money is really not that much of a factor when, in fact, you proved that it was a major factor? Because we all see the end of the chain. We all see the lone, what we call lone wolf or the lone soldier, the one that picks up the knife and goes and stabs, the one that carries an explosive vest and blows himself up in a suicide bombing, the one that goes and ambush someone and shoots at the car. But we don't see who stands behind him. <clears throat> we don't see the whole army, the one that handles him. the one that supports him, the one that keeps him on board for many, many months until they find the right time, the one that supports the population that will allow these lone wolves to go and act among them. Hamas, Islamic Jihad, um, ISIS, um, Hezbollah are all running semi-governments in the areas that they control. And each and every one of them need money for all the different kinds that government needs to support the population, to provide them with services. <laughs> and was it always like this? I mean, you know, I'm from an era and a generation that remembers, you know, terror attacks and remembers hijackings and remembers the activities that were, uh, that were uh, endorsed by Yasser Arafat and other Arab leaders. Has it always been like this, that a, a major financial infrastructure was necessary? Definitely, from, from day one. Listen, all this, all this infrastructure of paying prisoners, for instance, that we all scream about today, yeah. all the payments that are going to the families of the suicide bombings, all the stipends that have been paid, are for years, are from day one, are from the, the moment the PLO came into existence. And why? Because it all depends on money. 
because without this compensation, nobody will endorse a PLO and nobody will let him go and act among them. The same with Hezbollah. Hezbollah was receiving money from Iran for, for years. Today they're receiving $800 a year, but before they were receiving $100 million a year. Um, without this money, no organization can go and carry out uh, either small attacks or big, fancy attacks. So the theory is, and it's not a theory, it's fact, that the only way that terror activity can continue, especially at the, at the rate that we witness it uh, and that people unfortunately experience it, is with a large financial infrastructure. If that's the case, why, according to your book entitled Harpoon, was 9-11 such a watershed event? It sounds like you know, financial infrastructure and, and financial capability was in play for decades before that. Right, but until 9-11, America wasn't interested in fighting terrorism. Until 9-11, America didn't want to cooperate with the Israeli intelligence services to go after the funding. The major financial world is in New York, is in the United States. And United States could have cut funding to a lot of banks that provided financial services to organizations. United States could have gone after um, foundations, funds, charities that raise funds for the terror organization. They refused to do it. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to harm the population that relies on this money because some of it does go to financial, to civil targets, mosques, hospitals, kindergartens. They didn't want to hurt the financial banking system in these areas because, again, it will harm the population. Until 9/11. So, so the the operation that you describe, or operations that you describe, under the leadership of Mayor Dagan and others, could not. It, it would never have worked the way it has if not for America being attacked. Um, some of them, yes. <laughs> some but, but of them so- were done despite the fact that America was um, was attacked. Like uh, Mayor Dagan decided to go and raid the banks in the West Bank and Gaza, Jordanian and Egyptian banks simply go and, uh, you know, in our language, rob the banks, um, which made the United States uh, furious, especially President uh, George Bush. Um, But later on, when it came to uh, Hezbollah, when it came to uh, sanction Iran, when it came to uh, disconnect Iran from the SWIFT, uh, banking system, uh, yeah, so many of these operations were uh, joint venture with the United States. Nitsana Darshan Leitner is with us. The book is called Harpoon, just released, um, no doubt available everywhere. It, it is unbelievable. The whole thing is so riveting. Uh, you also mentioned the White House lawn. You know, September of 1993, people like myself looked with uh, tremendous disdain at President Clinton insisting essentially that uh, Prime Minister Rabin shake the hand of Yasser Arafat. And believe me, you know, <laughs> the disdain started way before that, frankly, <laughs> toward the beginning of that process. Um, that also seemed to give, a- at least based on the way I read the book, seemed to give, I don't want to say carte blanche, but it certainly gave a tremendous boost to terror activities. Yeah, because now you have the organizations in your on your lawn, in your backyard. You brought the PLO to the West Bank. You brought back Yasser Arafat that was very, very down after the uh, Gulf War to come and uh, replace him in Ramallah. 
and in Gaza, and you gave them lands, and you gave them rifles, and you gave them weapons, and you allowed them to receive millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars from the European Union, from the United States, even initially. initially. Um, so this boosts the terror organization, boosts the terrorism, because Yasser Arafat, instead of really making peace, because this were the purpose of the Oslo Accords, simply brought death and destruction right. to the state of Israel. Nitzana Darshan Leitner is with us. This, I am highly, highly recommending the book. It's called Harpoon, a hatchet book's release. Uh, everybody should read it. It is really amazing. Um, you know, one of the th- it, it, it's sort of it's sort of scary to me as I read it, and maybe this is my innocence. It's sort of frightening to me as I read it that it seems a lot of secrets are being revealed. I mean, you talk about the assassination of certain, uh, you know, d- deserving terrorists or leaders of terrorists or funders of terrorists, uh, without completely admitting, of course, that the Israelis are responsible for it, but essentially telling us that they are. And I alluded to this in my introduction for you this uh, this morning. Uh, was there great concern among Israeli uh, security and secretive services that this book would come out and too much would be revealed? Look, the book went through the censorship in Israel. And um, indeed, uh, some of the stories were left out of the book. Um, what was revealed uh, are stories that can serve as samples of how secret agency secret agents unit can go after terror funding. The, um, the, I think the Israeli government wanted this book to go out. It's a pro-Israeli book. It shows how Harpoon was a startup, uh, perhaps the uh, most effective and disruptive of them all in the world of counterterrorism. It shows how Israel was innovative in this field, and it teaches the rest of the world how to fight terror in a very, very different and creative way. And today, when terrorism evolves and they change their form and they use different tactics, you need to be creative. You need to innovate. You need to look for non-traditional ways to combat it. And this book serves a tremendous sample how Israelis did it. So so when we lobby, when we lobby members of Congress and the White House, for instance, not to make certain payments to certain countries, whether it be, I don't know, Syria, Iran, etc., uh, there's really a, a multiple benefit to that because that money, chances are, could end up in the hands of terrorists. We know that. They know that. They know that. When, when Obama released $150 billion to the hands of Iran, in the course of a nuclear agreement, he knew what Iran will do with the money. They announced it. They said that they will not give Israel one day off in the next 25 years until they finish them off. They know. And, and, and indeed, today, um, Hezbollah is funding by $800, $8 million, I'm sorry, $8 million, $800 million. You see, I can't even yeah. say the number for how much is it. Um, Iran keeps funding Hamas, keeps funding Islamic Jihad. Um, obviously, these countries will not stop, and the, the Congress know that this money is going to terrorism. So Iran still being sanctioned by the United States, but she gets the money from all over, except for the United States. North Korea is the same. Right. 
North Korea funds terrorism. North Korea has to be unsanctioned sanctions not only by the United States, but the entire world. These countries have a goal. These countries want to fuel terrorism. And the only thing that can really fuel the flames underneath the terrorism is money. Money is the oxygen to the terrorism. Nitsana Darshan Leitner is with us, president of Shurat Hadin, author of Harpoon, Inside the Covert War Against Terrorism's Money Masters. We are recommending it uh, highly. Um, so this begs a couple of questions then, especially based on the way you describe Dubai and some of those types of situations in reference to the assassination of certain deserving terrorists or funders of terrorists. And and again, <laughs> understand this is a regular layperson asking you this question, so ignore my ignorance. Why are there not more assassinations? Why, why, why doesn't Israel at that time go after Arafat or take out some of the people that are very high profile? You know, um, because it, sometimes it comes political. Yes, Arafat, uh, there is a story that um, during Lebanon war, um, Ariel Sharon located Arafat in a corner and, and um, he asked the permission to go and take it down and um, Begin, uh, who was the prime minister, uh, did not let him. We pay for this uh, refusal until today. When you go after leaders, it becomes political. When you go after Nasrallah, for instance, it becomes political. But if you go after his deputy, right, Munirani, for instance, or the money men that uh, uh, bring the money in, um, then it becomes less political. Right. Then it becomes practical. And indeed, we know about certain operations, um, but we don't know about how many others were there. So if the enemy would read your book, so to speak, they would understand how they are the target of possible practical killings. Absolutely. Absolutely. The unit make it clear that there is no difference between the terrorists to the money men, and there is no, there are no white collars the jobs in the two organizations. Once you provide services to the two organization, you become a target. Perhaps could, the highest value target of them all. Nitsana, could you address for a moment uh, activity outside the Middle East? You, you, you mentioned North Korea a moment ago, but many people are always citing Argentina and other Southern American countries South American countries, and frankly, here in the United States, there there is some type, sometimes a paranoia, and I use that word in quotation marks because often it's justified. There's sometimes a paranoia that that you know that that neighbors you know in the next town with a certain background possibly could be involved in you know in some type of covert operation to fund terrorism in the Middle East. It, it, are, are those situations less likely than we think? No, they exist. They exist before. Um, as a matter of fact, I describe in the, uh, in the book uh, some of these um, operations, some of these organizations of uh, how Muslim communities uh, around the world, including the United States, are gathering and raising funds for a terror organization. Um, and sometimes these, uh, these people among this community go and carry uh, attacks. Um, the world is not I would say a cliche, but it's not a safe place anymore. And um, and in every, unfortunately, in every extreme uh, community, uh, there will be extreme people either to fund terror activity 
or to go and carry it out uh, itself. We see it in Argentina, we see it in um, Venezuela, uh, we see it in places in Africa, and unfortunately we see it also in the United States. Um, we've always been under the impression, and, and we paid very, very close attention to the 2014 war um, in Gaza, uh, and we were on the border at, during that time. And we were always in the impression that what finally ended that war, as short as it was, um, was the ground war, was the effort by Prime Minister Netanyahu to, to, to get the troops you know, in there and, and quote-unquote finish off the job, whatever the job was at that time. I know there's a whole debate whether the job, in fact, was finished. But you attribute most of the ending of that war to incinerating the Hamas finance minister's millions of dollars that he was paying out and delivering to suicide terrorists. Was it, in fact, a financial aspect that ended that war in 2014? In the end, it all comes to money, yes. So during the war, and the reason that Hamas started with this war was that they ran out of cash, they ran out of money, they were desperate. They thought that if they start a war, they can get the world's attention and perhaps rehabilitate the Gaza Strip. And after a short while, the families, of the combatants, the families of the militants, came to them and said, look, we need you to pay our husband's salaries. We need to feed our kids. Um, things were not functioning in the Gaza because Gaza Strip because lack of funds, lack of cash. And Hamas was really, really desperate. So as a last resort, they sent the, um, a messenger to Egypt to raise $13 million dollars. And they thought that they will give us a little of a breath to continue the war. Once the man entered Gaza, he was targeted by Harpoon. And the IDF, all he needed to do is to shoot a missile from the air to finish him down. All the bills were incinerating into the air were burning up. That caused Hamas um, a great blow. They went into a crisis. They knew that they cannot continue anymore. And they agreed to finish the war. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Nitsana Darshan Leitner. So, if European countries are sick and tired of terror attacks, if they would only realize, if their leadership would realize, if they would choke off the financial pipeline to terror organizations, they will have less terror attacks on their, on, in their countries. Um, definitely. But, uh, you know, Europe also always learns a lesson. Um, a little bit late. Can, you, and, can, um, can one can one trace this month's terror attack in New York, just a mile from here, in the bicycle lane on the West Side Highway? Could one, in theory, trace that to financial assistance? Well, this is this is different. This is different because um, you see, it's not drive by financial um, uh, infrastructure. There is no money that uh, he's so much needed to do in order to carry um, a ram carrying a ramming attack. Um, this is something that the intelligence uh, agencies have to dive into, gather intelligence about these people. These lone walls um, have had a structure, but it's more of connecting between each other. It's more about messages that they are receiving, either in the social media or from uh, other places. They're becoming radicalized. And this is something that you can put your finger on if you just look, right. use your intelligence, use your brain. We have brilliant people. Don't send them to Palo Alto. 
bring them in into the intelligence agencies and have them look and detect these people because, before they go and blow themselves up. The NYPD gets a pretty good reputation when it comes to this. Would you agree that they have that they that they are rather diligent in this area or not? Yeah, yeah, they no, no, certainly, certainly, especially after nine eleven, they do tremendous efforts. To uh, locate this. Right. Um, so as as awful as as awful as nine eleven was, and I speak to you from Lower Manhattan, as awful as nine eleven was, it, it was extremely important in in saving lives down the road. Yeah, yeah. They told the A one P D. They told the United States to be prepared to such wars, to such terror attacks, and how to treat them and how to prevent them. Right. All right. Two more questions. I know I'm holding you much longer. <laughs> two more questions. We never made it clear. Why is the book called Harpoon? <laughs> Harpoon is the uh, unit, the script unit that was um, created in order to go after terror financing. Um, it was uh, created by Mayor Dagan, the former head of the Mossad, and um, it was uh, had representatives from all different intelligence services in Israel, Mossad, Shin Bet, intelligence, even from foreign ministry. Um, IRS and others, they had sized agents, soldiers, but they also used accountants, lawyers, hackers to go after terror funding. And they had a goal, target the money, follow the money, kill the money. And was that the, that, was that the real name or that, that, that's even a code name for the real name? That's a code name. It's a code name, but uh, this is the real name, yeah. Right. Uh, in Israel, in order to pick up a name, you just... Um, and it's a computer. Use a computer uh, that generates names. And uh, they went and generated this name. It was the first name that went that came up. And the agents loved it. And this is what they adapted, Harpoon. And finally, you're a civil rights attorney, and we admire your work with Shurat Hadin. You're the president of Shurat Hadin, the Israeli Law Center, and you've represented hundreds of terror victims. First of all, is, is every terror victim representable? Uh, is, is there is there a case against somebody in every terrorist attack? And secondly, have you have you had great success in terms of draining certain countries or entities of financial um, uh, of finances based on these lawsuits? Yeah. So um, sorry for interrupting. The um, not every terror attack uh, comes into a lawsuit. Not every terror victim. Uh, has a case that he litigates against those who benefited their life. Uh, unfortunately, our means are limited. We have to uh, uh, concentrate on uh, some of the uh, attacks. Um, but um, in answer to your second question, that we have to make sure that we are winning in these cases. So we have to pick up the cases that have the evidence, that we can go and generate the evidence, um, can go and after uh, entities that can really get the uh, compensations from. Uh, and we've been successful so far uh, by achieving $2 billion in judgment on behalf of terror victims. We put a lien on $600 million, and we actually collected more than $300 million that went to the hands of the terror victims. Mm-hmm. That certainly sounds like uh, victories, that's for sure. Nitsana Darshan Leitner, she and Samuel Katz have co-authored Harpoon, Inside the Covert War Against Terrorism's Money Masters. 
I think you I think you've gathered from uh, this conversation that I'm a big fan. It really is an amazing book. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I'm really assu- pleasure to be on your show. I appreciate that and I'm assuming it's available everywhere, right? Yes, you can get it on Amazon. Thank- and all the bookstores. Thank you so much, Nitsana, and the Kalaka vote for everything you do. Thank you. Nitsana Darshan Leitner here at JMA. The book is called Harpoon. It's on Amazon and it's, it seems to be everywhere and has just been released, like in the last few days. And I would imagine that anybody who has picked it up has felt about it the way I have because it is really remarkable. I'm strongly suggesting it. Uh, ready to wrap things up on a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Coming up next on The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten, Mayor highlights British Prime Minister Theresa May's speech at the official Balfour 100 celebration, plus a great mix of uh, brand new and nostalgic Israeli music and some other surprises, all between 9 and 10, coming up next right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Achenu Israel and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. 
around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com, on the NahumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a uh, Monday edition of JM in the AM. Very exciting edition. Tomorrow, 2 p.m. for the A&H Abels and Hyman Best Dressed Hot Dog Contest. Make sure to be listening in at facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Hey, Mazel Tov to Baruch Jungreis. Baruch Jungreis celebrated his bar mitzvah last night. Mazel Tov, Baruch Jungreis. And to the, uh, uh, to the extended Blaustein and Jungreis families, we say Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.